In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. Starting off with District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I I, uh, I just got done lighting off a fireworks show that uh, allowed me to do as many fireworks are, as are legally allowed in Nebraska right now. Um, and it was just as good as AEW's. Because <laughs> there are no fireworks legally allowed in Nebraska right now. <laughs> and there weren't any on AEW. You, you could do sparklers. <laughs> Can you do those all year long? I didn't know. Yes, yeah, sparklers all year long and those little things you throw at your feet and they go pop. Oh, yeah, those are great. Which is about what they had on AEW. Also exactly. joined from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? Not much, good sir. Same old, same old. Uh, you know, I've uh, recuperated from the uh, lack of fireworks last Sunday and um, at least got to see a little bit of a... Uh, Hellfire and Brimstone thing. WWE uh, did a little cane fireworks, and it was absolutely much better than what AEW did. So kudos to WWE for um, trying to uh, glorify on AEW's mishap. Although I will point out that only three of the four ring posts on WWE lit up. So not not batting a thousand on fireworks on either of the shows. Uh, be someone, so, uh, the fireworks people in Florida must not be good at fireworks. They're... It's it's Kenny Omega's fault. He's the one who's terrible at fireworks. Eh. Well, he uh he made the ring so that it wouldn't necessarily kill him if he was the one. It's self-preservation. Oh, that's what it is. It will be interesting to see what the televised response to it is. They've already pretty much indicated that they're gonna they're gonna pivot to storyline wise that he specifically made the ring so it didn't wasn't gonna explode or that he sucks in it either way. But um, I mean I guess they're gonna embrace that it wasn't good instead of CGIing in a giant mushroom cloud. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co podcast network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network at tatnusco.com. If you are new to this show, the premise is always simple. We're going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so the answers are made up on the spot because uh, we like torturing each other. Before we get into everything, though, I'd like to remind everyone to like, share, and subscribe. Click that little subscribe button so that uh, you get notified as soon as we post new episodes because we're going to be bringing back the botch along soon uh so you're not going to want to miss those and the same number of stars when you give it a rating as king kong bundy would ask for on account five five <laughs> um so we'll go ahead and get into the fantasy booking and i always like to open the floor to see if someone else wants to go first um or if i just need to go first 
Uh, I'll go first. Oh, no. JLB taking the rain. Again, again, this doesn't mean it's going to be good, guys. It just, just means I'm going to go first because I have, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I am unworthy of going last. And uh, once you guys have fun for the rest of the two. So I tried to make it uh, something that was happening in the news wrestling wise. Couldn't really figure anything out. Uh, but I thought of something that was pretty interesting and was actually curious how you would book it. Now, one of you has to pick the opposite one because I want to see you both book uh, the different, perhaps, outcome uh, depending on when it was done. So first, so basically we have Roman Reigns as your WWE champion. He's been in the head of the table for quite some time. We had, of course, John Moxley winning the AEW championship for quite some time and then just recently losing it to Omega. And then, you know, we, of course, had Seth Rollins uh, be a heel this year. Um, but, of course, he was one of the or the first person rather to be the WWE champion out of the shield uh, members so it got me kind of thinking what if AEW and WWE so this is option one that one of you can pick in terms of booking what if WWE and AEW decided hey what if we do a when worlds collide and we make the shield members face each other so I would like you to book the shields facing each other currently how would that go down with roman being the head of the table um seth rollins being the uh, messiah and uh, john moxley being well pretty much the same guy he was in wwe just a little bit more extreme and also i would like you to go into the past when you know john moxley was leaving and they in fact uh, instead of doing that goodbye shield match where it was a three on three, they in fact got them to face each other. How would you have booked that to the final farewell to the shield? Okay. So one of us picking, just to clarify, one of us picking to do an AEW Worlds Collide version and one of us picking if it were to have happened in WWE. Is that correct? Yeah, WWE, but my guess more so as their last match. Yes. Kind of like, yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, I um, will let D.A. Fabe choose which way he wants to do. I don't understand the challenge, so I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> well, I mean, the challenge is simple. He wants us to book a uh, three-person uh, three triple threat or something all-shield match, right? Either yeah. Worlds Collide Now, where it's AEW John Moxley versus Seth Rollins and or Roman Reigns, or... As, as their farewell match, all three of them together in WWE. Um, I, don't think <laughs> I, I don't think he gets to shut up. So how's it go again? <laughs> well, why don't you just do the AEW one where it would be AEW versus WWE. Roman Reigns, current champion, Seth Rollins, formerly the Messiah, and then John Moxley, former AEW champion, how you would book them in a match currently. I'll be happy to do that. I mean, that's, yeah, that works by me. That is correct. So, um, I'm going to have when worlds collide. They're all together or separate? <laughs> See, he still doesn't get it. That's what <laughs> I'm trying to say. They're against each other. They're against, they're each, against each, other. each other. So, they're coming after each other's titles in a triple threat type match, it sounds like. 
Um, so I guess he, first and foremost, I'd have another draft so that Seth can be on a separate brand from Roman, and then you can have three titles on the line or three champions involved. I don't think you're going to do titles on the line, but three champions involved. Um, I do a triple threat. I do a triple threat um, best of four match. So like two out of three falls, only it's two out of, it's two out of four falls. Um, and the types of matches, um, it starts off with a Rollins-style match, so it's a ladder match because Rollins was the first to hold the world title. It follows it up with an Ambrose, uh, an Ambrose-style match, which could really play heavily into Roman's match later. Um, but an Ambrose-style match, uh, it's going to be a, a barbed wire death match. Um, and then it's going to be a Roman-style match where it's, uh, oh, I, I guess it's a last man standing. That seems to be more his thing. Um, you're not going to do an I quit match with him. So, and then the last match is going to be a greatest triple threat of ever. No, that sucks. <laughs> um, it's going to be a three-sided leather strap match. So there's going to be a, a brass ring in the middle and a leather strap attached to each of them to be able to pull each other around. Very unique, never been done before type match um, that I know of at least. Um, I think all of them win their individual type. So um, I think that... Uh, that Rollins gets to the top of the ladder, gets his title down, whatever. Maybe I think that uh, Moxley wins the the exploding death match, probably with a win over probably with the win over Rollins. So Rollins has a win and a loss, and then Roman wins the last man standing just because everybody's brutalized from the prior match. Roman hits two Superman punches almost immediately and, and gets the last man standing uh, because people are all brutalized. And then we go to the leather strap match, and that's when things get interesting because not only is there leather straps involved, there's still some barbed wire remnants on the outside of the ring. There's still that, that, that stuff. They did take the barbed wire off the ropes, but there's still some remnants of, of damage there. Um, and because there's metal involved in the middle of the, those three leather straps, um, I think Moxley takes it. I think Moxley um, uses the metal there to, to beat people. I think he's, he's more willing to choke the crap out of people. Um, and I think he takes it by, by I don't know. I, I think that Roman has Seth in the guillotine but Seth doesn't pass out or tap out and Moxley just comes in and chokes the crap out of Roman uh, as Seth is starting to fade so he just falls off to the side and Roman gets knocked out by Moxley choking his ass out with a leather strap around his neck beating him with the with the brass ring at the same time because that's um, Moxley would be so. Actually, have Moxley win that because he is the most enjoyable of those three. And then Brock Lesnar comes out right after. No, Ryback comes out right after and hits all of them. I'm very offended that you said Moxley is the most enjoyable of those three, though. That kind of hurts. Give Seth Rollins his doula. Oh my gosh! The vast majority of our listeners are in the United States. Please explain the the Quebec 
thing? Nope. They're just gonna get it in their head. Oh, and, oh my uh, gosh! It's so and, dumb. Uh, and, so dumb. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, I don't want American. I don't want to give Americans another reason for thinking Quebec is weird. So, uh, <laughs> but they won't. No, that's where I go. <laughs> but that's where you go, and you said. I think. Um, who wins it? So you're saying Ambrose. Ambrose, okay. Yeah, um, Moxley, sorry. Ooh. Apologies, Dean. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. Dean Moxley. Dean Moxley. So, so Bill I would. Brask. Sorry, I just. Because I am stuck now doing uh, the WWE versions of them. Um, it kind of sucks for me. But <laughs> um, so my my thing is, if I were to do this as a yo, know, keep in mind the the setup is Dean Ambrose is leaving, and they don't know that he's going someplace else. Right. So they're giving him a final match, big final send off thing, and they think he's leaving to just retire and walk off into the sunset. Um, I think the match they do is a Hell in a Cell. But a special three-way elimination, Helena. Uh, so to win, you have to eliminate the other two. Pinfall, submission, that's that's all. But it's in the Helena cell, so no countouts, no DQs. Um, I think that gives them all a chance to shine really well. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Ambrose ever had a Helena cell, did he? Didn't he fight Brock in a Hell in a Cell? Might have. I, I gotta be honest. In a Hell in a Cell. When you put uh, the word Brock and Hell in a Cell, I kind of zone out. Uh, <laughs> whatever, la. La. Oh, apparently they had Ambrose versus Rollins in a Hell in a Cell at one point. They did. I forgot about that. Yep, Totally forgot about Um, But either way... Hell in a Cell 24th. Ah, so this would be a nice callback to that. At the time, of course, you had face Roman, face uh, Seth, and face Ambrose. Just recently come back from heel Ambrose. Uh, so you could have this be that that utter respect match to start, but then featuring allowing Ambrose to be a little bit more vicious and crazy, be kind of fringy, lunaticy. What? What? Um, Hell in a Cell, probably the weakest link for Hell in a Cell is actually uh, Roman. Um, especially, you know, bland babyface Roman. Um, but this would give them the chance to do fun things with it. So I don't know exactly, you know, how to, to do most of it because it's kind of weird to think back to at that time and try to remember. Because, like, do they want to make Dean Ambrose look good if he's leaving? Uh, sort of. Um, so I think this is where you you put the heel turn in on Roman early, uh, fresh back from cancer, Jesus. and and immediately turn him heel. I don't really know how much I love your verbiage there, but we'll go with it. It's indeed true. He was fresh back from battling cancer. He was indeed. Um, but then you turn him heel. So that's the best time. Best time to turn someone heel is when they've got the most crowd support. Yeah. So um, I, I just have this vision of one of the eliminations being uh, 
Roman has Seth in the guillotine, and you think Seth is about to go out, and out of nowhere, Ambrose comes in and hits Roman with the dirty deeds while Seth is still in the guillotine because Roman's arms are all tied up. So all Seth has to, uh, all Ambrose has to do is run up and grab him and dirty deeds, DDT him. And then Roman rolls over, Ambrose pins Seth, gets one, two, three, because Seth is out from the guillotine. Uh, And then it's Roman versus Ambrose for the final fall. Um, But this is where it turned, the heel turn comes really big for for Roman. Uh, He starts being, being a little dirty and maybe a low blow and then Superman punch and spear. Maybe another spear. Put him out good. And win in the Hell in a Cell. Okay, fair enough. But do keep in mind, this would have been technically fresh before he had cancer. No. 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 The cancer... Di- remember, the cancer diagnosis... <clears throat> when Roman came out and igno- announced that he had cancer was the night that Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins. Oh. And then uh, they feuded for the entire time that Roman was gone. And then Roman came back and Roman was able to bring Ambrose back from the dark side for the one final match. Right. True. True. So. Yeah. I I win. You lose. Meh. That was in 14? The Hell in a Cell? Yeah. Wow. Oh, but the but the that sequence wasn't in fourteen. No, that okay. sequence was the the Roman Reigns cancer was twenty nineteen. That's I thought you were trying to say that the 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 cancer happened in fourteen. I was no. like fourteen no, was when not. Rollins versus Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell happened. Rollins versus Rollins. Rollins versus Ambrose. Excuse me. You just had a JLB mistake. No, it would have been a JLB mistake if I would have said Rollins versus Rose. Uh, Rose. <laughs> or that's when Rollins had some big nets. <laughs> I forgot big nets. <laughs> How do you forget it? He brings it up every uh, I don't know. I just forgot. <laughs> okay, move on. Pass that. Nah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so um, I think the, the takeaway to remember is that I was right and JLB was wrong. <laughs> um, and now we will move on to the second booking. And just like before, I'll open it up if DFA wants to go second or wants me to go. No. Um, I'll, I'll book. Um, I don't know what I'm going to book, but I'm going to book. You go. I'm still thinking. Okay. So, mine's going to be wacky. It's going to be wacky, wacky, wacky. Um, so, if you're listening to this in in modern times, not 10 years in the future, uh, a very, very popular TV show just finished its season on Disney+. Plus. Oh, Lord. Called WandaVision. Now, I know that D.A. Fabe hasn't watched it yet. I know that JLB has. Mm-hmm. I've haven't watched all of it, but I've read spoilers on pretty much all of it, so I know pretty much everything that happened. Um, But one of the rumors going into, or at least midway through the season, because people speculated all over, was that this was going to uh, tie into the uh, announcement of the X-Men in Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Now, whether it happened or not, I will not spoil on this podcast. But I will say that it made me think about who I would cast in an X-Men movie out of current professional wrestler. So that's what this challenge is going to be. You need to cast the all-wrestler X-Men movie. That means the uh, uh, X-Men, and you can have it be whatever team of X-Men you want, um, but also the villain or villains of the movie. Villain or villains of the movie. Dibs, I'm going first on this one. All right, so... Um, we're gonna start off by casting the X-Men. Just primaries, I assume, like like 1990s video game characters. I don't have to like. You can uh, you can choose whatever X-Men team you want. Okay. Like you could do the original team, which was Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Beast, Angel, and Iceman, if you wanted to. You could do the more classic team that was uh, Storm, Colossus. Wolverine, Cyclops, Thunderbird, and Nightcrawler. Um, you could do pretty much any variety of the X-Men that you want. That I mean, there have been a thousand different varieties of them. Most of them include one or two of the really well-known characters. So whatever variety you want. But you need to have, let's say, at least five X-Men. That's about where they usually hover. Um, and and one, of them, one of them has to be Professor X um, because they're not X-Men. All right. So I'm going to do mid-90s cartoon-ish um, ones because that was the cartoon I grew up on. Early 90s, mid-90s, whatever it was. Um, which means I'm going to include Wolverine and, uh, duh, Brian Cage. <laughs> As he is this Wolverine. Um, I'm going to have Rogue... And I think Sasha Banks plays a good rogue. I know that a lot of people would say Storm, but I'm going to go with Sasha Banks there for rogue. Um, I'm going to have... No, I'm not. I'm going to back that out. Sasha Banks is not going to be rogue. Nope, it's going to be Ember Moon. I think Ember Moon plays a better rogue there. So Ember Moon is going to play rogue. For Gambit, I'm going to have... It's tougher than it, than it, than it seems on, on some of this stuff. Um, I'm going to have Eric Young play Gambit. I just think he's off the cuff enough and, and a little bit, you know, on the edge that he plays a really good Gambit. Um, Cyclops. Feuds with Wolverine, but together with Wolverine. When it counts. Who would I have be Cyclops? Straight edge, clean. Oh, you thought I was going with CM Punk? No, I'm not. I'm going with EC3. EC3 is the clean cut, everyday, every every man's uh, prissy kind of fellow that that fits Cyclops really well. Private school type guy. Yeah, that works. Um, this is gonna sound really lame and cheap and easy, but uh, Becky Lynch for Phoenix slash Jean Grey. Um, lame and cheap and easy. I know. Um, Storm. I probably still will put Sasha Banks in a storm. She just fits it really well. And Professor X. So this is this is the challenge, because do I do Professor X can walk and stuck in a wheelchair like after or Professor X can walk and do things um like I can't remember the guy's name that played him in the in the reset. Uh James McAvoy. Yeah. James McAvoy, or do I do a Pat, Patrick Stewart, Professor X? Um, if it's James McAvoy, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Shane fits that really, really well. Um, but the Pat, Patrick Stewart version is the cartoon version. So I have to, I think I have to go with that. So I'm going to have that be Stone Cold Steve Austin, mostly because he's bald. <laughs> but he's also exceptional in history. Um, if Stone Cold is Professor X, then his phonemy, his his frenemy, his uh, faux friend, The Rock, will play Magneto, who is a tweener. Sometimes wins, sometimes loses. And I think that, in my opinion, the greatest X-Men... Um, bad guy is Mr. Sinister. I know a lot of people like Apocalypse. Of course, um, consistently Magneto plays heel and good guy tweener stuff. Um, we've already done Rock as that, and he's a tweener. Um, and so I'm not going to have him him be the villain. I'm going to have Mr. Sinister be the villain. <sighs> and it's really hard not to choose Vince is Mr. Sinister. Really hard not to choose Vince as Mr. Sinister. And he's built a lot like Mr. Sinister. So I think I think Vince circa 2002, 2005, 1998 through 2005, that seven-year era when he was still able, when he didn't look like he was bloodshot all the time and like he'd just gotten the crap kicked out of him. You know, back when he looked like he was in his 50s. Because um, he was. Uh, Vince will be Mr. Sinister. Okay. Oh, I forgot Beast. I don't need Beast. Fuck Beast. <laughs> yeah, who needs Beast? I don't need Beast. So, Professor X was the good guy, right? He was the one that got the X-Men all together, correct? Yes. Yeah. He's the X in the X-Men name. Right. Perfect. Okay, just making sure I'm remembering my uh, Wolverine people. Um, yes, so I'm thinking Professor X would be good for Darby Allen. You would think okay. I'd make, make him heal, uh, but again, I'm going him. I'm going with him as a bald dude because he's bald, but also because I feel like he can demand order, and he's creating. He might maybe do the alt universe of the X Men, where it's like the bad versions of the X Men, and he's the leader, perhaps. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like whatever, and plus, it's a show. Whatever, Corbin could be good for a show too. Jeez. Uh, Corbin or Darby Allen? Because you said Darby Allen. I said Corbin. No, you said Darby Allen first, which is why I was really confused when you said bald. (laughs) My bad. I meant. Okay, just making sure because I was like, well, maybe he does wear a toupee. I don't know. (laughs) Um, In terms of. So give me some bad guys from X-Men that are very popular. There's Cyclops. Bad guys? No, he's a good guy. Magneto is the is the story is the full thread bad guy. He tweeners sometimes, but he comes in, he does bad things, he does good things. He's he's a full thread. Apocalypse is um, just that. I mean he's a destructive mutant from all of history. Uh, Mr. Sinister is a uh, a synthetic mutant, if I remember right. I think he was synthetic mutant. Um, I'm trying to remember his. And basically indestructible. Here, here's the the. If you want to know the key characters that can defeat them, um, 
Wolverine can't beat a bad guy for nothing. He can beat the their minions, but he can't beat a bad guy for nothing. <laughs> Mr. Sinister can only be beat essentially by by uh, by Cyclops. Cyclops is laser eyes. I forgot to do Cyclops, didn't I? No, I did EC3. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to nerd out for a moment and, and interject. Cyclops does not have laser eyes. Yeah, that's uh, Gambit. Gambit uh, powers not Gambit. Not- things. He makes, he makes things into explosives. Yeah, no, Cyclops looks like he has laser eyes, but those aren't lasers. Those are beams of pure kinetic energy from an alternate dimension. Okay, good job. When you, when you get hit by Cyclops's beams, they don't burn you. It's like a punch. It is literally physical force. Okay, thanks. But... Just, you know, Worth noting. He's also the only one who ever beat Mr. Sinister, but that's because the storyline was one comic book and only on television in one uh, television version. Because I'm sure they'll come up with another guy that can beat Mr. Sinister. Um, Was the Emperor in the movies? The Emperor? No. No, Sinister? uh No. Sinister was never in the movies. No. They couldn't figure out how to do it and make Cyclops not look like a way better ass dude than he is. Because he, I mean, he was really badass in that series. Anyway, um, Apocalypse, um, you've got William Stryker, I suppose, who's just, he was also the one who did the advent of the the giant dudes. I can't remember what they're called. Sentinels. Sentinels. In the storyline. Now, in the movie, he didn't do Sentinels. Um, You have, boy, I'm showing out my geek out. (laughs) Um... You have Juggernaut, who's a sub-villain. You have Mystique, who's a sub-villain. You have... Um, those are probably the three biggest, I would say, aren't they? You got anybody that you can think of, Sparks? Um, those are those are the big ones I was trying to... So, uh, um, so, so let's see. Uh, we've talked about Apocalypse. Uh... uh Black Tom is kind of a big name. Blob uh, is a Blob relatively was, yeah. big name. But he's more of a sub-villain, sub-villain too. Uh, Dark Phoenix, which is when Jean Grey, Jean Grey goes evil. Goes yeah. evil. That's an uh, important one. Juggernaut's important to always bring up. Um, Be, uh, not Beast. Uh, uh, Saber. Saber. Sabertooth. Saber Sa- Sabertooth and Lady Deathstrike are both uh, villains primarily of Wolverine, Wolverine. but X Men villains. Um, uh, I guess Mojo, Mystique, Omega Red's a big villain. That's a pretty big one, yeah. Okay, so Sinister, I'm going with Damien Priest. So you're using Mr. Sinister as well. Yeah, Sinister, I'm going with Damien Priest. That's a great call, by the way. I Damien think... Priest is a fantastic call. I think their face kind of works together. <laughs> they have almost the same complexion. Uh, just Damien Priest has to be uh, not the Damien Priest that he is on Raw, but the Damien Priest that he was on NXT. A little bit more aggressive. Um, and I feel like he's just as tall as Sinister. Um, for some reason, I am thinking he Miz as Cyclops. Preppy. Yeah, I get it. Preppy kind of tweener kind of dude. A little uh, bit arrogant. A little bit arrogant. So I think that fits him perfectly. Um Wolverine. 
<sighs> Wolverine's the reason I went first because I wanted to use Brian Cage so badly for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely see that. Uh, that does make sense. I just feel Wolverine. And do I put the Wolverine with him wearing the mask, or am I just full-blown Hugh Jackman? Did I lose you? Okay. You know, no. I'm uh, I'm skipping Wolverine for now. I'm still thinking. Um, man, so sense. I'm trying to find someone good for Ricochet, and I, I was Nightcrawler would be great for Ricochet. Oh, I'm putting Nightcrawler into mine. Ricochet. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> you done what? Uh, that is actually pretty genius. Yeah, you can steal it. The, the other, the other person I'll interject that would be a pretty decent fit for Ricochet in my book would be. Uh, um, Gambit because his moves that's true that's true I don't know how crazy he would be I don't know and Gambit's kind of a taller though too that's also true he's thinking Jesus the wind beneath my wings um that's funny okay um His Gambit's very flexible, though, from what I remember from the cartoons. It's kind of a flip de do as well. Uh... In the movie, he was definitely flip de do when he fought Wolverine and Wolverine. Not we don't not. talk about that Wolverine movie. It wasn't the worst. Um, yeah, it was. No, the worst was the third X-Men movie. Nope, nope. X-Men Origins Wolverine beat it out in my book. Oof. I mean, it, it's it's a tight race, but X-Men Origins Wolverine's managed to fuck up Deadpool. That's true. That's true. I'll give you it. They managed to, at worse than just fucking up Deadpool, they managed to fuck up Deadpool by casting the person who now plays Deadpool, who's known for speaking, and then fucking sealing his mouth. And making him look like Baraka. Like, hey, let's take the character who's known as the Merc with a Mouth and make him silent. The fans will love that. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Who does Wolverine? Brian Cage, yeah, but he's, he's too big. Brian Cage is too big. Um, all right, that's it. I'm going for Wolverine. I think maybe a nice little fit because he's a little agile. He's also strong. I think, ladies and gentlemen, we might be giving it. Oh no, that would not be good. I was gonna say John Cena, um, but I feel like John Cena then is too big. I, I feel I, like I feel like that's booking. Like Vince would book it. I feel like Vince would definitely book it like that for sure. If not, <laughs> you could the Rock just because. Um, yeah. I, I think John Cena is bigger than Hugh Jackman, technically. So that would kind of look weird. Uh, John Cena is maybe too big. But screw it. We're going with John Cena as, uh, as Wolverine. Uh, we got Nightcrawler as uh, Ricochet. Uh, Gambit as The Miz. And that's all I'm picking because I don't remember any other X-Men stars. We should probably do um, Juggernaut. Juggernaut. 
Um, Juggernaut was big and dumb. So Braun Strowman. <laughs> that works too. I thought you'd go. With, I thought you'd go with Brock. Uh, let's see if he looks more like a. Uh, he doesn't look more like a Brock though. No, he I mean, well, in the movie, <laughs> he looks more like a. Yeah. Brock. Uh, no, but we'll give it to, uh, well, uh, no, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll, no, Braun. He's more built like Braun, though. So, uh, we'll give, um, Juggernaut to, um, to Braun. And, uh, yeah, that's it, guys. I don't like this, uh, this, uh, this booking of X-Men to wrestlers, because I'm not a Marvel guy. So, there you have it. Take it or leave it. I, I suppose we have to take it. <laughs> that sounded filthy. Mm. Yeah, take it. Take it real yeah. good. Yeah. No, that, that both interesting castings. I there's no right or wrong answer. It's absolute <laughs> fiction. Wolverine's always going to be a tough one because according to the comics, he's like four foot one. Uh, so no matter who you cast, they're bigger than Wolverine. I say four foot one, and now I'm I'm second guessing myself. So give me a second. <laughs> We're gonna have height. Guys, we're gonna have five foot three. It's still short. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy short. I would say Chris Benoit, but then that would be all kinds of weird and fucked up. All right. Yeah, Drake Maverick takes it. Drake Maverick, ladies and gentlemen, is Wolverine. Wolverine cheese. He'd have to put on about 150 pounds of muscle. I believe he can do it. All right, Faith, what do you got for us? Somebody with Photoshop skills really, really, really needs to get us a Photoshop of of Drake Maverick built like Brian Cage. (laughs) Uh, I could just take uh, Brian Cage's body and put Drake Maverick's head over a cage and make the skin tones match. But you also got to make him short. Oh, that's easy. That's a transformation thing I can do in two seconds. Because Brian Cage is six foot tall. So you've got to knock nine inches off of Brian Cage. He's only six foot tall? Uh, according to uh, the interwebs. Wow. All right. So anyway, um, my challenge. So I'm going to combine you two's challenge um, in in my own little way, I'm gonna revert to a television show that used to exist that uh, was very enjoyable in the '90s um, slash late '80s. Uh, first, I should ask JLB: Have you ever heard of American Gladiators? Was it on in Canada? Did they have maybe Canadian Gladiators? <laughs> no, 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 for sure. I definitely we had American Gladiators. Yeah, okay. Canadian Gladiators was just them apologizing a whole bunch. Oh, sorry. So. You're going to take some... <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, just knocked sorry. you off there. So, we're not going to use American Gladiators events. Instead, we're going to use specialty matches. Um, and um, so, th- rather than, you know, Cannonball or whatever the stupid names of them are, just use the specialty matches. You're going to name wrestlers to be the Gladiators. Um, you can rename them. Um but they have to have a gladiator S name, so you can't you can't just be like big dog in a Falls Count Anywhere match. That doesn't you have to give them something different. And you can tell us who it is, but new name. Um and then you're gonna pick two obscure wrestlers to compete 
Here's the catch. One of you has to do women. The other has to do men. So obscure wrestlers, I mean people like Barry Horowitz, Zach Gowan, um, stuff like that. Oh, he's just a hop and a skip away from the uh, finish line, folks. Too soon? Too soon? I'm going to help. Straight down. Please don't. Yeah, please don't use Zach Gowan. <laughs> please don't use Zach Gowan. So, I, so question: How many uh, events do we have to do? Oh, the shows usually consisted of of like five or six with an eliminator at the end. The eliminator obviously doesn't work unless it's like a gauntlet match, which would be a horrible decision. So don't do that. We're not going to do the eliminator. Um, I would say I would say uh, five. Okay. And you can have three, like, it can be an elimination chamber with these six people or whatever. That, that would be horrible for that wrestler, whoever it is. But okay. the hard part is when he has to pick the women and when he has to pick the men. And they have to be current wrestlers. So no rolling back to, you know, uh, Bret Hart in an Iron Man match, which would be fun, but no. Okay. Well, I will let uh, JLB decide whether he wants women or men. I will do. Uh, I will. I, I will do the men order. You do the woman, but you go first because I want to know how this works exactly. <laughs> oh, you and me both, but um, we'll wing it. So, men, five events, uh, and the gladiators to go in them. Um, I'll even make an adjustment. You can cut it down to four or three events if there's multiple wrestlers in set events. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out what match would fit as sort of a style first. So the first match is going to be a traditional cage match. Um, and I'm saying traditional cage match because the for this particular one, it's the escape the cage style. Um, okay. The wrestlers in it is going to be Centurion, which is Roman Reigns. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Um, we've got Centurion, Roman Reigns. We've got Minotaur, which would be Braun Strowman. <laughs> uh, and then we've got we'll do we'll do four total, so three wrestlers and then contestant. So the third gladiator in it will be. You know, it's it, it might sound like a cop out, but we're gonna we're gonna have Hollywood, and that's gonna be the Miz. A little bit of a cop out there, but so those are the three gladiators in it for the first match. Um, and how many total contestants do I need to do? Just two. Just two. Okay. There's only ever two contestants. Yeah, I just couldn't remember, so I'll I'll name the contestants after I've got the the matches. Okay. So. Uh, the second match will be, I'm actually, this is, this is going to be uh, a total of three matches total. I'll, you'll see why on the third one though. The second one's going to be, um, what type of, should I make this? Second one's going to be a strap match with the touch four corners. Okay. Um, so four corners in order. Uh, I think that's very American gladiators concept yeah. there um and i thought you were doing the women no he did he say men he did he say women i thought he said women. i, I technically said men oh. but it's good. I'll, I'll never mind women. i got confused but all good i'll do the woman okay i apologize for screwing you out of the women <laughs> i've never said that phrase before and i probably never will again 
I just got the filthiest image in my mind. Move on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just got all distracted by trying to figure out how to do this fucking nightmare of us looking. Uh, hey, this is fun. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, um, doesn't listen. <laughs> so, the strap match and the wrestler for this one. This is going to be a one on one. We are going to be. Seth Rollins under the name Savior. Okay. Eh, it it fits his current-ish gimmick. So, um, but it's a strap match. And then the third match is going to be a WCW style uh, three stages uh, triple triple cage match. With the the prize being if you make it to the top and then back down again, like the WCW triple cage. On this, that means you've got two people on the main floor and then one on each additional floor that you have to make it past. So there's going to be a total of four wrestlers, four gladiators. Um, on the main floor, you are going to have a tag team. And uh, in this case, it only makes uh, sense for it to be one of the tag team champion teams. So I'm going to go with Ziggler and Robert Roode as the tag team on the main floor. And their names will be Adonis for Ziggler, and we will go Jupiter for Robert Roode. Adonis and Jupiter, okay. Um, the second floor, one wrestler there, we are going to have Ricochet up there, because being on the second floor should give him all sorts of room to do weird acrobatic stuff, even though he's on a cage. Might be a bad idea, but we're going to do it anyways. Um, and Ricochet is going to be... I'm going to kind of stick with a with a Greek theme for him. Um, what was the name of the... What was it? It was uh, Hermes and Roman. I can't remember my Greek and Roman mythology very well right now. Um, Mercury would have been Hermes in Greek. Okay, yeah. Mercury. Yeah, Mercury works. Uh, flip you up there. And then on the top, we are going to have... We'll, we'll go ahead and bring Brock Lesnar in for this one. Um, Brock at the top. Brock at the top. But that it makes sense because you have to get past him to get the, the prize. But he's, he's fast and big and stuff, but he's not exactly known for being super agile, especially in a confined space like the top. So... And Brock at the top will be. Want to get away from from? We will call him Odin. We're going to a different Norse mythology. Okay. Um. So there. So that's gonna be that that match. So have to make it through all three to win. Up and then back down. And I assume both your contestants are doing that at the same time in that one. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like the gauntlets that they did. Yeah. I get it. Um. Contestants, I'm gonna have to to uh, uh, open it up to you to tell me whether they're obscure enough. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will be. You're pretty well. Good. They might be, and they might not be. One of the ones I want, I, I think I want, and is pretty Peter Avalon. He's not exactly obscure though. But yeah, he has... he's a tiny little dude who. I mean, he's he's a normal everyday guy. Mm-hmm. And and he's mostly. Um, on AW Dark and hasn't won a ton of matches, so uh, I think I think he fits it. 
For the other one, for the other one, you're enough wrestler. Um, I am gonna go with. Well, again, you'll have to tell me whether uh, he's obscure enough because uh, he's technically on TV. He hasn't been on TV in a while. Uh, but Kona Reed. I am astonished you didn't say Crazy Steve. You know, to be very perfect, normal sized guy. To be perfectly honest, Crazy Steve went through my head, but uh, with his vision issues, the idea of putting him trying to go up to the top of three-story cages. Uh, <laughs> uh, After he's already had to climb a cage and touch all four corners in a match, climb a cage with the competitors you had. Yeah, that's okay. I give it to you. Yeah. But so Kona Reeves, I like Kona Reeves. I think he'd be a good guy. Okay, I'll give it to you. I just didn't want you throwing like Bobby Roode in. Is what I meant. Like, like you don't get to just have all these gladiators. Like as JLB does it, he doesn't have all get to have all these gladiators and then be like, and Rhea Ripley's a competitor. What? <laughs> she should be a gladiator. You know, she's built like a gladiator. So I get it. Who wins between those two? Uh, between those two, Kona Reeves. Yeah, I would agree. I love Peter Peter Avalon, but his gimmick is that he doesn't win all. Of, like now he's winning because they have him teaming up with bigger guys all the time. I can't believe in the very first match you have two guys trying to escape a cage with three dudes in it. <laughs> like Peter Avalon's gonna die in the first one. Ah, the whole but... whole goal goal is to tie them up together, like. Make them run into each other and then try to get have out. A, have a battle with each other. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with Braun and Roman. Who was your other guy in the beginning? Um, Braun, Roman, and uh, Miz. Probably. Oh, Miz. Yeah, you could easily get those three to all turn on each other. Mm -hmm. So it's reasonable to try and just convince them to attack each other. And then one of you gets out because Braun's the only one that's left standing. Or Roma is, because Miz would not be the only one left standing there. Yep. I can't imagine. Uh, ugh. I do not want to join that version of American Gladiators. <laughs> I don't. I would love to see it, though. Right. Um, so mine, uh, and you let me know, but I feel because she's very tiny, it's going to be more of like an AEW versus WWE Gladiator theme sort of ordeal so you're gonna have AEW gladiators and WWE gladiators yeah. uh, I was thinking you for sure because there's not enough freaking women um, I was thinking uh, Yuka Sakazaki okay. from E-dubs because she's so tiny and uh, yet she's the one with the most experienced wrestling however that might not be able to necessarily help her too much here uh, but still to be able to get hold of other people. So her as a contestant. And she'll be going up against the WWE side. And I was thinking... Oh, who did I have her go up against? I was actually thinking... Naomi. I don't know if she qualifies as obscure, but here's the big thing. Women are either on television or typically forgotten, unfortunately. Um, I'd have gone with Kylie Smiley Ray, but or Smiley Kylie Ray. I was thinking, but I feel like she's more on TV than Not anymore. Not anymore, she's not. She got fired? She retired. Oh, snap. When did this happen? But active enough oh, recently. Yeah, she kind of went batty, though, I think. She, she well, yeah, she obviously was battling some mental illnesses, um, and and that got Hurt. to her. 
she decided she needed to focus on her mental well-being. Okay. And the first one will be... You uh, okay. The, the, and basically the first event will be... Oh, well, let me, go with the, let me go with the gladiators for the first event, which I was thinking of doing some sort of, like, I was thinking of making it an actual ladder match. Okay. And you have, um, you basically have the two girls start in the ramp and try to run down the ring to go up the ladder to whatever, get the ticket to the next round and get a point. Um, but you have three brute forces standing in your way. Uh, so essentially it's gonna be like a run around sort of ordeal, see who can get on top of the, to get at the ladder and get the golden ticket, whatever have you. Um, but unfortunately for them standing in their way, we are gonna have Athena Blazer or Athena Baszler, excuse me. Athena, okay. I was going with Greek. I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not great at being. That's fine. No, that's fine. I like it. Athena's good. Um. So you got Baszler. Um. You also got Big Swole, uh, which will be named. I feel like her name's good enough to actually be a gladiator name, unfortunately. No. <laughs> uh, which we will name her the yeah the Swolicon because she's an icon swole, and I don't know, I don't know, whatever. Um, she will be standing in their way, and along with that, I was kind of thinking of Rhea. So you kind of. Okay. Each you get a little NXT, you get WWE, you get Raw, and you get AEW standing in the way of these two women. It's a ladder match to grab that. I think that Vince, that's something Vince would probably do if ever he wanted to, like, I don't know, do something. But yeah, they would start on the ramp and they would do that essentially. Uh, once that match ends, the next match you're going to have it be an elimination chamber. And how this would work, though, this basically would work in the sense that they essentially would have to try and that technically can't work. You could, uh, a lot of times they were races in American Gladiators, so um, you could have like the last one to not get pinned or whatever, or you know, you avoid getting pinned with four of these women <laughs> there gonna destroy you. Oh, okay. Fair. So least least number of times pinned, least number of times submitted, stuff like that. There was tallies usually. Um, scratch that. We're actually gonna do a tables match. I love it. And the one not, we can even do an elimination chamber tables match if anything. And the one who doesn't go through the table ends up getting points. Points. And okay. standing in their way is. Miss Brute, Nia Jax. Uh, Apparently, um, Lana's really good at putting people through tables. Yeah, she ain't going anywhere. With this. <laughs> uh, Ms. She's also pretty good at putting me to sleep. Uh, Miss Brute, Nia Jax, and then we also got um, the Queen of the Stone Age, Nyla Rose, and. Who else is a force to be reckoned with? Dun, 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 dun. And 
second. Give me a second. Okay. And oh, this is just giving me everybody. Okay. And the next person who's as crazy big as those two. I guess this one you wouldn't need necessarily a huge person. Uh, we're going to go with Ruby Ripe. Just to fill out that kind of I don't know really a good person but we'll still we'll do it Ruby Riot and what's her name Ruby Riot is gonna be um the Quiet Riot I don't know what to tell you I feel like wasn't that her wasn't that their name wasn't that their uh group name at one point no it wasn't was it please don't tell me that was never actually made into a thing I felt like I've heard that before oh I think she called her Maneuver the Quiet Riot or something Apparently, you guys don't pay enough attention to uh, Ruby Riot. I've never heard Ruby Riot use Quiet Riot for anything, but, you know. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, as well as Quiet Riot. And, uh, yeah. And um, so, the first... I'm only making it three, because, honestly, I hate these challenges. You all suck. Um, And last but not least, we are going to get in... In a buried alive match, where the gladiators must essentially—oh uh, no! Actually, we're gonna switch it up. Uh, no, no. I was gonna make it where the gladiators essentially have to—the first contestant to get buried alive loses, essentially. But I feel like that would be way over too complicated. Um, so we're gonna make it something that's more doable, and we will make it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just make it uh, we'll make it a hell in a cell so how this works is basically the first one to escape wins this time around though it is the last match of the night and you have the uh, the five women who are standing in your way if you guys want to help me create names by all means but you have why are there five you don't have to have five Oh, you're getting five. This is this is okay. this is get her done. So you are having Becky Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch, just because there's not enough crazy like. Uh, I mean, yeah, so you could have Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, um, Hikaru Shida, just because they got to represent a. Uh, no, sorry, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker. Why can't I remember any? Britt Baker, Banks, and uh, the couple suggestions. You have uh, just a couple suggestions. You still have Nyla Rose in in play. Um, You still have Big Mommy Cool. She was Nyla Rose was used. She was with Naya. Oh, okay. My mistake. That's right. Yep. Uh, um, Shut up. Who's Big Mommy Cool? Raquel Um, Gonzalez. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez. Oh snap! She is a beast. But I was thinking more for uh, AE dubs because I wanted a little bit more AE dub representation. Okay. But uh, screw it, guys. So it's going to be Becky, Britt, Sasha, Flair, and we are going to go with uh, what's her face, the demon in AEW, Demonon, Dem, not Abaddon. Dem- Abaddon, thank you. <laughs> Abaddon. Um. In, I really uh, thought you were going to say Bailey having the other three horsewomen in there, but that's fine. 
Yeah, but AEW needed representation, and uh, Bailey true. is too busy uh, doing her knock knock ding dong show, and she totally forgot uh, to come to the Gladiator event. So that's on her. It's all her fault. Um, and yeah, so essentially with that, you are ultimately gonna have the underdog take it with uh, Yaki Yakazada ultimately escape out of the ring um, because Naomi just couldn't take it. I don't know. Because Naomi sucks. Ouch. I probably should have made her win just to piss you off. But yes, AEW ultimately is the ultimate gladiator winner. Which would kind of be cool. I definitely liked yours a lot, lot better, just for the fact that uh, I am not super creative. Well, it's easier to do with Ben. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you definitely liked mine a lot, lot better because I stole your men. <laughs> Son of a bitch. However, I, I, I do see Baszler definitely being one of the most fiercest gladiators out there because she just oh, looks absolutely. like she's a fat MMA background. Bring it on. Fun fact, I did you know Matt Morgan was an American Gladiator? Was he? Yeah. I felt like in the, in the Morgan... remake of it? Yeah, in the 2005 uh, remake. Was he Tower? Uh, let me open up the wiki again because I can't remember offhand. I see him having a name like Tower. Tower. <clears throat> 2008. Why do I not know Matt Morgan? Um, I don't know why you don't know him. He was on WWE and TNA. Well, I know why I wouldn't know him from TNA, that's for sure. He was a beast. Yeah, he was awesome. I didn't know he was on WWE. Was he Matt Morgan in WWE? Um, let's see. Apparently, he's now a mayor in Florida. A seven-foot mayor in Florida. Yeah, in WWE... He was known as... Was that when he went as Gamora? Yeah, I think he was still Matt Morgan, because that name does sound very familiar. Yep. The Blueprint, Matt Morgan. Oh, okay. Oh, I do remember that. They definitely underutilized him. Apparently, he's also worth one to five million dollars. I mean, and... You know, also worth mentioning that Gina Carano was also a gladiator in the 2008 remake. That makes sense. Yeah. But, but moving on, we will move on to our lovely game, Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. The rules are simple. We're going to give a list of three current WWE wrestlers that need to be relocated to one of the other companies. First round, the choices are Murphy, Velveteen Dream, and Alistair Black. Ooh, that's hard. Um, so Go ahead. Velveteen Dream is um, going to ROH because ROH doesn't necessarily care about PR stunts, although they might technically do. I felt like there was something with Bully Ray and a fan recently or two years ago. So uh, I don't know. I feel like Velveteen Dream will go to ROH, but then we'll also be ridiculed from there as well. Uh, just because chances are there might be something else that comes out um, from this whole thing. <clears throat> uh, so therefore, I uh, I am going to have to put Aleister Black in AEW. Um, although he might technically fit in with Impact pretty well too with all the uh, 
the gimmicks that are there. But Betty, Buddy Murphy, I feel like would be a good time in Impact too, and can have a lot of great matches. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. Alistair to AE Dubs, Murphy to Impact, and uh, and uh, Velveteen at ROH. Great wrestler, but the PR is a whole sitch, and I think that's gonna haunt him if he ever wants to do anything in the big leagues. Fair enough. DA Babe. Well, I have to be different because I feel like that's what makes this fun. Um, the advantage goes to the first person. So I'm going to be different and I'm going to have Velveteen Dream to AE Dubs because second chances matter. And the one thing that AE Dubs does not have a lot of is drastically different characters. I think he I think he could be in a tag with Sunny Kiss and it would be really entertaining, which allows you to have those very, very different characters, the a couple of them that they have, um, that are extremely sexualized. Um so yeah, that's uh, um, I'm really only doing it because I have to be different. That's all. <laughs> um, on impact, um, I think Alistair Black's in the title picture on impact, and so um, I think because of their new agreement, Alistair Black um, in impact allows him to be in a match with with some really really great wrestlers. Um, it is very, very, very tempting to to do the exact same setup because I really, really want to see uh, Murphy in an Ultimate X match, but I'm not going to see that. So I'm going to leave him out, and I'm going to put Murphy down in ROH. And yes, I say down in ROH because he's not the right fit for there. I don't know that anybody's a great fit for ROH there. Um, I do think your lineup was better, but I let you go first, so, because I was eating a Dorito. Has Buddy, <laughs> has Buddy Murphy ever been anywhere else? Um, that's I'm a very sure, good yeah. question. I will look it up. I will, too. Cage match here. U-D-D-Y. That's, like, absolutely amazing. It has, like, all the stats in the world. Or, you know, in the wrestling world. Matthew Adams, born September 26, 1988. Yeah, he looks like a Matthew. Matt Silva. Um, according to Cage Match, he's been in a bunch of indie places, um, like Wrestle Clash and Warzone Wrestling and Riot Wrestling, but but WWE is the only big promotion. Crazy. Anyway, that that does blow my mind. He 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 would be a welcome add to any of those other big promotions. So I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and do the other. Uh, the next one. I'll let you go to JLB. I don't want to ruin yours. Oh, you won't. Trust me. Um, okay, but I'm going to go with Ricochet, Ali, and um, Apollo Cruz without the Nigerian gimmick. Uh, Ricochet, Ali, Apollo Cruz. Um, this might surprise you. Apollo Cruz to AEW. The other two are a lot tougher. Because I'm gonna piss someone off no matter which way I go. Uh, Ricochet to Impact, Ali to Ring of Honor for no other reason than uh, I want to still be able to watch Ricochet, and I don't get to watch Ring of Honor nearly often. So you have to explain yourself with Apollo to AEW. So I think he, I think he's got a huge upside, and he's been totally underutilized in WWE. Um, but he brings both power and agility to AEW, 
that the other two don't have. They both have the, the agility, but not the power. So I think, uh, I think Apollo Cruz can hold up in a ring with both Brian Cage and with Sammy Guevara. I also think they would, you know, not give him a gimmick of, hey, talk with a fake Nigerian accent and... How does that work after you've already been not that? Like, that's... Well, I mean... Losing his accent you can and going back, normal. You go back to your roots, though. You know, you learned more about your roots. You want to be able to... I don't know. It could kind of work. God, that's racist as fuck. No, yeah. but he is Nigerian, no? He's legitimately um, Nigerian. He's got Nigerian heritage, but as far as I know, he ha- is born and raised in America. Uh, okay, but that's... No, he's gay. He's not from Nigeria yet, but he has Nigerian heritage, though. They're not completely lying and saying, bro, you're from here, and although you have nothing to do with this area so, at all. It's so like, if I was a professional wrestler, it'd be perfectly normal to say, oh, no, you're Irish. After I've already been the Nebraska redneck or whatever. Well, no, it's sort of like what they did with Kofi where they messed up. Because I don't think Kofi has any... Uh... Kofi started with a bad, crappy Jamaican accent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, yes. Oh, he did start with that, huh? Damn. Yeah, this isn't... This is literally taking the guy and saying, uh, we know that you talk normal. Uh, not nor- uh, not ni- that Nigerian accents aren't normal. What I'm saying is, we know that you used to speak in the way um, that you with were the raised. With a local American accent. Yes. Yeah. And now, now suddenly, um, you have a thick accent, a thick African accent. What? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Well, even more than that, the the big reason that I say that this is a racist gimmick and and needs to be called out about it is the whole Nigerian royalty side of it. Like, oh, we're going to say you're from Nigeria, but you can't just be like a normal Nigerian person, you know, despite the fact that your whole gimmick until now is that you were a normal American person. Uh, But if you're from Nigeria, you've got to be like Nigerian royalty from from some clan. Most uh, importantly, they'd never do that to a white dude. No, ever. they never would. They would never make um, they would never make Drew McIntyre suddenly trying to have a South Floridian accent. They would never make Bobby Roode suddenly have to have a, a German accent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's German or Italian accent. It's just not going to happen. The best, the closest they would get is to have a dude go to a, a, a New York Italian accent. Right. So he's Vito, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why it's racist as fuck. Ronaldo have done that. I don't think they really They've have never... aside from Kofi, or they have never like, changed it now randomly. Yeah, Kofi was. We're gonna let you be yourself now. Well, and and uh, Kofi in and of himself has has some racist undertones because when they brought him in, they're like, "Hey, you're black, so let's pretend you're Jamaican." Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but I'm not Jamaican. He said, well, just do a fake Jamaican accent. You can be Jamaican. Okay, I suppose. Yeah, it's just garbage. Anyway, um, I have to do this. And I was actually going to take um, the, the I, same order. So this is, this is rough again on me. Um, also, I want to point out that um, while, yes, uh, Apollo Crews has Nigerian heritage. His father is from Nigeria. Um Kofi was literally born in Ghana. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Wow. Way off. So, so yeah, it's like what one of these things can be 
legitimately painted as from Africa, and one of them, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess here, the long and the short of it is if he's, if he's fine with doing the gimmick, I more power to him. I just have a feeling that he's not actually fine with it. He just knows if he says no, he's not going to be used at all. Yeah. Like, ever again. People know that if you say no to a gimmick, that's saying no to being ever used. And that's sad. So, um, because I have to make things different. First of all, I want to qualify this that the retribution angle has absolutely annihilated anybody's anybody's love for Mustafa Ali. So I'm gonna tell you right now, Smarks, I don't think anybody's pissed off. Um it 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 sucks for him. It really does. Um and for that reason, I guess he gets to start from scratch. That sucks, but I, I, I have to agree with you. I think ROH is the route to go. Um because you should have never accepted it. That's what really should happen. Like, let yourself get fired, dude. No, instead you sign a contract extension and do this retribution angle. Um, so, uh, I will switch it up, though. I'm going to have Ricochet in uh, AE dubs. It, it, it's the most natural fit. Um, as much as, as, as I agree with what you said about uh, these guys taking on Brian Cage like he's not exactly the most muscular um, the the storyline behind the guys who do the flipty doos is that they can overcome all that muscle uh, by by other means by being tougher or grit or um, missile drop kicks or whatever it may be so I'm going to still keep Ricochet in AEW um, I also really really like the idea of of Apollo Crews dominating the X Division, uh, getting to Bound for Glory, turning in the X Division title for his shot at the world title, um, beating any of those guys. So I'm going to have Apollo Crews and Impact. And um, unfortunately, I think we've done this long enough that it is not an insult to call ROH the lesser brand. ROH is the lesser brand, and that's where we're... Uh, and I'll still make fun of you guys when you say it, and I hope you guys make fun of me. But... Um, yeah, I, I think you have to put uh, uh, Mustafa Ali down there in ROH. Okay. Okay, I didn't lose you guys. Okay. Good enough. And it's very unfortunate, man, because Mustafa Ali is such a... And it's not a bad thing for ROH. It's not, like you said, it's not a step down. It's just maybe a step down from those two federations. But yeah. It's just... It's still the single best independent independent brand there is absolutely for sure it's just ah i feel like ali has so much to offer i do think maybe he should have just put his papers and got fired then do retribution yeah sure you're kind of more on tv now but you just totally lost what actually made you who you were you know how good of a wrestler you were but vince wasn't utilizing that so well i mean they slung they slung him four gimmicks in a year, so you know that didn't help. So I, I'm gonna really quickly. This isn't really fantasy booking. This is more just predicting, based on how they've been using uh, Retribution and and Gustavo Ali this last couple weeks. I have a prediction uh, of what's going to happen. I think they're building up for the end of Retribution. I think they know it's just time to punt. And what they're going to do, uh, because you saw it happen this week, uh, you had Slap Nuts facing off against whoever, I guess, uh, 
who is uh, Mustafa Ali feuding with right now? They're going to have a match next week. Riddle. Into... Riddle. Riddle, right. Yeah. Um, you, you had Slapnuts versus Riddle, and and through the course of it, Mustafa Ali was yelling at Slapnuts, and then uh, uh, Slapdick lost, and Mustafa Ali yelled at him at ringside, and he looked all all you know sad and, and everything. And so what I, I predict is going to happen, they're going to continue that for one or two more weeks, and there's going to be a time when he's out there yelling at all of Retribution in the ring for how they failed him, and they're all going to uh, face turn at that moment and beat him up in the ring and maybe take their masks off and throw them on the ground, and they're no longer in Retribution because they're tired of his shit. I just think that's the the only logical way out of it, and that's the way that they they appear to be building up. So, Fair that's enough. my prediction. Okay, final round. I'm gonna throw a curveball. Are you ready? The four horsewomen. That's right. You're gonna take two of them to one of those th- three brands, and the other two will be separated on the other two brands. So all four horsewomen, three brands. So and you're talking specifically. But- the two that have to go. The four horsemen of professional wrestling. Sorry. Of wrestling, not. Yes. Yes. And the two that have to go do have to go as a tag team. Okay. So. Oh. Sad to do it this way, but unfortunately, the ones that make the best sense as tag teams are the ones that have been a tag team relatively recently. <laughs> so, uh, Sasha and Bailey. Okay. They are going to go to... They can still have singles matches. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. No. They are going to go to Impact. Okay. Impact has the most uh, established women's division, um, especially when it comes to tag. They even have actually a tag championship there that they could wrestle for, as well as singles matches, yes. Um, so then you're left with Becky and Charlotte. And Charlotte's going to end up in Ring of Honor because of the two, the one that I want to see on my TV every week is Becky. So Becky to AEW. All right. Um, Yeah. So a tag team and then the other two go to the other ones. Okay. Just like we did there. Okay. Um, So I'm going to change it up though. I am, I am going to put Blair and Becky as a tag team. Um, and we are going to see them mm, on, I feel like AEW would be a good fit for them. I know Flair is already Flair and whatever, but she still can make you money. She can talk. She can wrestle really well, obviously. She still got that going. Um, her and Britt would just be, uh, really cool to see as a whole storyline. Um, you know, even Becky facing... Akira Shida or um, anyone, and well, your Kirishita or even Swole. Swole is uh, I've only seen two matches of Swole, so I can't really, I guess, comment on Swole. But yeah, they would go to AEW. No idea what their tag team name would be. Maybe call it the Becky Flair. Okay, she's a joke. Uh, which means that Sasha Banks will be going to Impact. And uh, Miss Ding Dong Hello will be going to ROH. Um, yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do. I feel bad about Bailey, but I'm really not liking her gimmick now. 
she's still awesome at it, I guess. Uh, but she's also just not doing anything. Does she even have anything going on for WrestleMania? Um, I honestly don't know. They'll figure out something. They haven't really booked out to WrestleMania very much yet. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, uh, if I remember correctly, I read the other day that plans for WrestleMania are changing daily. They've only got two announced matches, and that that's the Royal Rumble winner matches. Everything else is still kind of up in the air. Yeah. Like, we know that Drew McIntyre is going to have a match at WrestleMania. It likely will be either continuing against Sheamus or uh, a shot against um, Bobby Lashley for the championship, but it's not 100% certain at all. Mm, that's it. Still can't believe it's all up in the air. Like, I guess you still have a while anyways, but hot diggity damn. I guess it's kind of cool too. It makes it a little bit more interesting. What will they actually do as opposed to us just being dragged on to have to wait for Mania, so. Yeppers. In their defense, the last time that they gave us the WrestleMania card way too early, it was The Rock versus Cena times two. I mean, in their defense, in the times of COVID, it's hard to book anything That's two months in advance and, and be confident that it's going to turn out the way you want it to. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've got all good signs in America of the vaccine and all of that stuff. But it still is one of those things where you don't want to start advertising one match and then have to scrub it because Drew McIntyre got the Rona. <clears throat> that is true. That's maybe why they're not announcing anything, especially now with selling tickets and all that. Um, well, and even more than that, I mean, here's the nature of the beast here. Yes, WrestleMania is a big thing they have to have to pitch but wrestlemania will sell subscriptions and sell on pay-per-view regardless of who you announce for because it's wrestle fucking mania right now they're focused on getting people to watch fast lane right because uh do you know anyone who's excited about fast lane right now i am just because i have to do a wrestling pool about it but that's it i don't know if that makes me excited about it <laughs> uh and to do the podcast because now that we do this lovely little award ceremony it uh Ends up making it a tad more interesting. Yeah. Yes. If you haven't listened to our uh, Revolution Revolution podcast, uh, you should because we're changing up the way we're doing pay per view reviews. Hopefully for the better. We think it's for the better. Uh, you know, it's uh, certainly different. And if they don't like it, well, uh, then they can, uh, you know. We got two words for them. Yeah. Let us know so we can change. Um, Tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not down with our new format. Tell us. <laughs> but on that note, I think we're getting a little giddy. So let's uh, let's wrap things up for the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, you should know the game by now. If you're not already a follower of us on social medias, you can follow us on any of them. I'm on pretty much all of them at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at uh, DA Vincent K Fabe on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm not anywhere else. And I'm not on Twitter very often. Okay. But apparently you accidentally shared someone's post today. So, you know. I, yeah, Matt Hardy's, mm -hmm. where he was apologizing. And he was still... Actually, I shared the post where he was apologizing and then later on said, 
don't share this tweet. So apparently I broke his rule. Ha ha. Big Money Matt's going to come for you. You can also follow JLB at JLB420. Real Talk Radio, though, is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR. Listen, don't mock me. I'm often imitated, as Kayfabe was trying to do there. But guys, I am never duplicated. And uh, yeah, hopefully I get some new stuff up soon. Um, Gonna have a Coming to America review coming up shortly. Um, So uh, I'll let you know if it's uh, worth uh, watching. And if you've already watched it, you can certainly uh, let me know if you agree or disagree. And uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Do you know why cloning humans is illegal? Because nobody wants to duplicate you, bud. Yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty much the sentiments of coming to America. <laughs> I just want to say that they missed out on the perfect opportunity. Their their name is stupid. It should have been coming back to America. Because um, coming to America with a two is only different from the original title by one single letter. Yep. And that's confusing. But coming back to America tells the storyline. Yeah, but did they really come back to America? It was supposed to be done mostly in uh, Zoom Boom Boom the name was they had to come ah. back to america to find the guy in brooklyn this is true air but you know, uh, so have you, have you seen it then already i yeah. have not seen enough of the the trailer to <laughs> i feel like there's there's some important pieces that have to be a part of it i haven't seen it even but we're gonna but... do a brief movie review here because i feel like you have to have eddie murphy play the jewish guy in the uh in the barber shop taste soup I think that's he, fantastic. He he plays multiple barbershop people again. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. So number one, number two, if you don't have Samuel L. Jackson in it, I'm gonna be pissed because that was his big break. And number three, I feel like McDowell's needs to now be Man or Mindy's or something like that. Like yeah, a spin but- on McDowell's being in a different restaurant because he got sued by McDonald's too many times. Yeah, so you'll definitely be disappointed on that one because it's still McDowell's. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's good for the kids now. It's no longer that nost- great for nostalgia, but uh, that's uh, that's about it. Whatever, it's on Prime. I wouldn't pay to go see it in theaters, that's for sure. Yeah. And fun fact, guys, um, where the mansion was uh the mansion was entirely filmed in rick ross's mansion yeah so rick ross um, got a little paycheck from that uh reportedly you will also be disappointed that samuel L. jackson uh was not able to do it due to scheduling conflict oh dang it couldn't even do like an in jail scene for doing a uh hold up he's probably filming a bunch of stuff for secret wars yeah, it's valid. He's all marbled up. Mm-hmm. That stinks. I feel like I feel like he he deserves that to be able to do the full circle thing. So so here's a fun piece of trivia. Just uh, going totally off uh, on this, uh, Louis Anderson. It's come out uh, uh, who appeared in Coming to America, the original one, and then since uh, it does appear in this one uh, has. <laughs> The story has come out that uh, he wasn't originally supposed to be in the original one, but then the uh, executives at the movie company, when they were filming it, 
uh, insisted that they cast a white guy in it because there were too many black people in Coming to America. Who said this? Louis Anderson himself. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. And so... Thank, uh, thank God he's still alive because if he wasn't, we would have gotten Jonah Hill in that role and that would have sucked. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, Eddie Murphy and Arsen- Arsenio Hall have uh, also talked on it. It said... Paramount Pictures insisted including a white actor in the cast. So that's when they called up Louis Anderson. Wait a minute. Why the cashier, uh, he was the cashier. Yeah, he was the other cashier. The one white guy. Chubby white chubby white cashier. Yeah. I mean, he really sticks out like a sore white thumb in the movie. So. Oh, huh. But the whole cast, this is a quote from Eddie Murphy. The whole cast is black, and this was back in the 80s, so Paramount was like, we have to have a white person. There has to be a white person in the movie. So it was, who's the funniest white guy around? Louis Anderson. We knew him, and we were cool with him. So that's how Louis got into the movie. <laughs> so do you, does this mean they're going to do another Trading Places? As of right now, uh, nothing has been announced, but I would not put it past Hollywood. Uh, yeah, and I, again, another one that probably doesn't need to be made. But uh, I would certainly love to see Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy again. That'd be dope. That was a great movie. You know what uh, I like? Was, wasn't Trading Places, like, wasn't there some intertwined stuff with that? Or was it a different one? Uh, there was a little bit of intertwined. The two, uh, the, the two, two guys that they guys took down were the homeless guys. And... Were the homeless guys, yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to make sure. That but... was the Freaky Friday. No, no, it wasn't. Technically, Freaky Friday was the first Freaky Friday. But yeah, it's basically like a Freaky Friday ordeal. Anyways, we've just turned into a movie review. Pop. Yep. There so, we go. I'll just cut this part off and you without having seen the movie. Yes. <laughs> this movie was good. I like this movie. Anyway. You know what else has layers? Parfait. Okay, Mitch Hedberg. Is he going to be the new Louis Anderson? Uh, no, Mitch Hedberg's nope, dead. Nope, so he's no. dead. Yeah, that doesn't uh, work. And that was actually an Eddie Murphy line from Shrek. Really? Yep. Yeah. You know what I like? Parfaits. You know what else has layers? Parfaits. Everybody likes parfaits. You ever meet someone and say, hey, you want a parfait? And they say, hell no, I don't like no parfaits. Eddie Murphy is still great, though. Eddie Murphy. Uh, and he let everyone kind of do their own thing, too. So at least Eddie Murphy still got it. And Arsenio Hall is just hilarious. He's always a good time. Maybe Eddie Murphy will release another music album, too. My girl likes to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. <laughs> party all the time. That's what she likes to do. She likes to party. Okay. God. On that note, make sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, just like the number of stars you will give your vacation if you ever go to beautiful Turks and Caicos. Ah, uh, Turks and Caicos. Remember Can't wait till COVID restrictions end so we can go back to Turks. <laughs> you probably still could go. <laughs> no, actually, I looked up on Turks and Caicos uh, uh, tourism, and they're currently locked off due to COVID. Oh, no ends okay. are out for, for non non celebrities. Because I'm betting celebrities can go. Uh, I bet Drake can still get in. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. He hasn't left. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what what are we doing with our lives here, guys? I don't, I don't know anymore. Uh, check out the doobly-doos for the link tree to all of the ways to listen to us, as well as our Patreon page, where you can become a patron and uh, get access to all the sweet perks that way, um, and support us for just $3 a month. 
You can also go to our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. That is also going to be in the link tree in the doobly-doos uh, to purchase merch, which I'm about to put up our wrestling cops shirt. Woohoo! Just finished the design today, I believe. So that's going up. Uh, but yeah, on that note, we will close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Thanks for listening. We will see you all soon.